0: Today's TribCast is presented by Operation Blue Shield. Come out and join Operation Blue Shield and the Frisco Rough Riders for a night celebrating community and country. Your $20 ticket includes unlimited food, soda, and a fireworks show after the game. Use promo code OBS2017 and reserve your tickets today. Also, Ride Austin. If you ride share, choose Ride Austin and keep your money in Texas. You can also support the Texas Tribune through the Roundup program. Learn more at writeaustin.com/roundup.
1: Texas talking. Ah,
0: oh, what
1: was that that you said? Texas talking. Ah, gonna hoop upside your head. Texas talking. Tell me who can you trust?
2: This is former House Appropriations Chair, John Ocote, uncle of the future Cy Young Award winner, Glenn Occo, who was drafted by the New York Yankees in the fifth round this week. He concluded his junior year at Rice with 222 strikeouts and 172 in a third innings. Enjoy this week's trip cast, Now, here's your host, Emily Ramshaw.
0: Thank you. This is Emily Ramshaw here on Wednesday, June 21st with your Texas Tribune Tribcast, our weekly podcast about the biggest stories in Texas politics. I'm joined by executive editor Ross Ramsey. Howdy. Political reporter Patrick Svitek. morning. And Texas Monthly Politics editor R.G. Ratcliffe. Good morning. Which means, you guessed it, that we are going to talk about the best and worst list. Uh, And the good news about this biennial list is now there's only one author associated with it, so everybody knows exactly who to blame.
1: (laughs) So what's so great about Snow's Barbecue?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, all right, well, let's start because it's the most fun with the worst list. Okay. Um, I always like to start, you know, yeah. at the bottom. Because
2: um, you're a journalist. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly.
0: Uh, so you topped the list. Well, I know it's not really in order, but I, let's start with Briscoe Kane because you put a freshman on the worst list, which I I don't know if I've seen. Has that happened
2: before? It's happened a couple of times. We Last session, we put Molly White on there for uh, – how much dis- the muslim disdain, stuff the muslim stuff how much disdain she brought on to texas with her attitudes briscoe Kane, uh the main reason he ended up there was because as i went around the capitol and i started asking people have you got nominations for best and worst for a good portion of the session the first name mentioned for worse was briscoe Kane. um it just was he had uh, demonstrated a certain amount of arrogance he had demonstrated why It's best for freshmen to stay off the mic. And then when he came up with several amendments and things, um, it was obvious he didn't understand what it was he was carrying. Uh, The death panels
0: one was a pretty... um,
2: That was the most dramatic. Right.
0: Was that John Zerwas who he was sparring with?
2: It was John Zerwas. It's dangerous
0: to spar with John Zerwas on anything. On a medical issue, right. (laughs) Well,
2: more than that, uh, (laughs) Zerwas's wife had died of cancer Mm -hmm. and she had gone through palliative care, which is what Briscoe Kane was at the front mic saying palliative care is. Well, he didn't use the words palliative care, but he was saying that this was a death <laughs> panel, mm-hmm. and um, and so it had a it was more than just an intellectual issue with John Zerwas; it was a very personal one. Mm-hmm. And most of the older got the room got the room too. quiet pretty quick. Yeah, because yeah, anyone who'd been there a couple of sessions knew that story, and right. so mm-hmm.
0: was that your was that incident sort of your lone justification for being on this list, or were there? a lot of other moments. no there
2: was there were other moments where you know like it, later in that own, the same debate uh he tried to do a uh, an amendment on um banning the prison systems from doing transgender s- uh, surgery mm-hmm. and i believe it was joe moody uh, amended that to uh make it just any elective surgery mm-hmm. so that it didn't have that that right wing pop in the nose that briscoe kane wanted and um, it's just he, it just along the way, there were things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, there were probably s- some folks on that list who were, I think, you know, predictable to legislative observers given the headlines of the session. You know, you had Donna Dukes over her many, um, many, many, many absences. <laughs> uh, you had Matt Rinaldi over the sort of calling ICE scuffle at the end of the session. You said he very narrowly made the list, that he actually booted somebody else off the list.
2: I got to ask, who bounced well, here's, here's my answer to that. <laughs> if you're a legislator and you think you might have been on the list, you were. <laughs> For some moment in time, best way to you put it <laughs>
0: um, But I mean, some other folks on that list surprised me. I mean, there was one. You came in my office this morning, and we're talking about the one that surprised you the most. Yeah, Jessica
1: Farrar
2: surprised me a little bit. This was the Democrat the from Houston bill that she filed on right. Uh, yeah, um, Dave Mann, the editor, and I discussed that uh, at length. Oh, you're throwing somebody else under I the bus. I am throwing <laughs> him <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, help I, me, help
0: <laughs> me, yeah, Dave the, Mann. You've been outed.
2: <laughs> yeah. The um, you know part of it. It was that uh, you know, it's one, satire is one thing, and uh, for those old enough to remember, uh, an African American legislator, Ron Wilson, showed up for a press conference once wearing a Klan outfit. Right. Um, and there's ways of doing that, but essentially, what uh, what Jessica Farrar did was sort of an abusive process, and there's a lot of ways to get across the idea of of texas doesn't treat women equally on health care issues than abusing the process and it and it trivial trivialized uh, a lot of legislation so i think that was the the main impetus but there. wasn't
1: that what she was trying to do was trivialize the legislation that she was
2: uh, unfortunately that trivializes trivializes that's a hard word to say <laughs> <laughs> oh um uh, uh, pretty much everything they do, yeah. You know? So I, I think you know, if she had had a press conference and said, you know, I'm thinking of introducing this bill, mm. that wouldn't have gotten her own there. But you know, introducing the bill and um and just cr- kind of creating that stir in, in, within the process, in, in a lot of ways. It's sort of the same thing Briscoe Kane was doing.
3: So
0: hmm.
3: It got referred to a committee. Let's not forget that.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. It did
3: <laughs> It was given a dose of credibility. Which is better than the bathroom right. bill exactly. in the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But what I wanted to know is, in the past 24 hours, is that the, the one name on the worst list that you've gotten the most feedback on? Actually, the, or the one
2: I've actually gotten, the I got a little bit of feedback yeah. on Jessica Farrar, but the one I got, have heard the most uh, or brought up the most was Charles Perry.
0: Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. So explain that. Also, I just want to remind our uh, viewers on Facebook that you can shoot questions our way. I know many of you have them for RG, not the rest of us. But, yep. So talk about Charles Perry.
2: Well, Perry, I think the, you know, he put out absolutely the longest of the responses (laughs) from any of the legislators. It must be, I didn't count it, but it must be close to 500 words. (laughs) And, um, you know, uh, promoting the fact that he, he carried the sanctuary cities bill and some... Uh, legislation to restrict abortions. But the main reason he got on the list was because he ignored his constituents uh, and, and did it in a duplicitous way uh, where he, he got up on a bill, on the property tax bill, where it had restrained the spending ability of the local governments within his district, it was opposed by the, I believe, the Lubbock mayor and two Lubbock city councilmen and a, a county judge and a couple district. of
1: commissioners. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and he got up there on the floor and he he said, "This this is a personal assault on uh, the ability of local governments to govern themselves and local voters." And then he voted for it. Mm-hmm. And similarly, uh, on the uh, voucher bill, uh, that was opposed by the Lubbock School Board, and uh, and he voted for it uh, after offering up an amendment to carve out rural school districts. So it was like the ultimate "not in my backyard" amendment. Mm-hmm. And um, and
0: you described him as sort of doing Dan Patrick's bidding instead of representing his district, right? right?
2: Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, essentially, that's what it came down to. Because uh, I can't remember one of those two bills, he was the deciding vote on mm. it as well. So I think
1: it was the um, property, property tax
2: Property tax, bill. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I mean there there's some there were some really strong words being thrown around. I mean, you called Jessica Farrar irrelevant. Uh, explain your beef with Kelly Hancock. I think you called him out for quote opportunism and vindictiveness, which are like about the nastiest things <laughs> you can say about someone.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think you know the um, uh, part of it is okay. First off, uh, when the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce uh, came out in opposition of the bathroom bill. Uh, uh, Hancock canceled his membership mm. uh, which actually was free um, <laughs> so <laughs> money back guarantee yeah <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> got back everything he put yeah. into it yeah well, they give they give uh, uh, free memberships to legislators so um but he uh, when the bathroom bill came before the uh Senate committee he gave just unmitigated hell to um the uh, Texas Association of Business representatives claiming that all, their study of the potential economic impact uh, was going to be just devastating to the state. And he was like, oh, you're just, you know, a bunch of liars. You know, this study's faulty. But several years before that, he uh, carried some uh, legislation himself to uh, promote Sporting events, uh, just like what he was right. saying, bringing they,
0: them to Texas. Yeah,
2: right, and uh, and claimed, you know, the, and his justification was that these are great moneymakers for the state and great for the local economy. So it was sort of like Charles Perry. It was a, it was a, you know, duplicitous position to what suited his. Uh, uh, politics at the time. Yeah.
0: Duplicity seems to be your your theme. Like you know, on the grading scale of when somebody falls onto the worst list. I mean, what were on this on the worst list? Were there big surprises for either of you, other than Ferrar?
1: Um, you know, Ferrar was the one that jumped out at me. Um, you know, most of the time when these lists come out, whether you're doing them or when Patty Hart was doing them, when Berku was doing them. When you're around the capital a lot, this is you know this is one of the sub conversations that's always going on. Who's mm-hmm. having a good session? Who's having a bad mm-hmm. one? Whether it's in the context of tops and bottoms, um, or or some other category. I guess the one that you know I heard a lot about who ended up on your best list w- that wasn't on your worst list was Matt Schaefer. Um, mm-hmm. And it sort of depended on it was one of those somebody classic- somebody who
0: could have gone either way. <laughs> well, it was one of those yeah.
1: classic you know where you, how you judge this depends on where you sit mm-hmm. um, and. Um, Yeah. In some ways, I mean, you could have you could have probably changed three words in the write-up and put him in the other list.
0: Right. Any for you, Patrick?
3: I think Farrar stood out. What I'm always interested in, I've, I've only been here for two sessions now, but it's always interesting to see which lawmakers, you pointed out Charles Perry had a really <laughs> really long response, which lawmakers seem to take it uh, the most sensitively or most personally. There was obviously the statement from uh, Charles Perry yesterday, a pretty lengthy statement on Facebook. And Were there I, any others? I saw this morning, Dan Patrick's chief of staff tweeted that you guys should stick to barbecue lists, and he was specifically <laughs> outraged by the uh, inclusion of Charles Perry on the worst list. So, um, I'm, I'm always fascinated by who, who decides to... To, uh, to, you know, kind of respond and, and you know, the manner in which well, he's responding. My <laughs> funniest one was Jonathan Stickland saying, <laughs> all right, I'm on the worst <laughs> list. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Perfect, I mean, a know? question
0: on Facebook from, from Donna. Is being included on the worst list a point of pride for some of the members who want to stir up the status I saw quo? a
3: sponsored Facebook ad this morning from Stickland.
2: Saying, uh, he, was saying he was on he was the on worst the list, list, yeah. 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 Well, I, I tell you, going back a long time ago, uh, one session the uh, when House Speaker Gib Lewis was under indictment, uh the house passed its own best and worst list of journalists i remember that yeah. and <laughs> and at the time i was just a, a house reporter i wasn't actually covering any of the scandal and uh, you know of course everyone who was covering the scandal was on the, the worst list and and all the all the people who covered the house day to day and sat in the box were on the best list and um and at the Signy Die party afterwards, I walked in, and the first person I saw was Molly Ivins, and she burst out. And I was on the best list, by the way. And uh, the, the first person I saw when I walked into the Signy Die party was Molly Ivins, and she burst out laughing, and she says, "I am so sorry, darling." <laughs> well,
0: uh, yeah, I think so. Harold Dutton had a version of that best and worst right. list this right. year at the end of the session. He put the Statesman on the best list and the Houston Chronicle on the worst list, yeah. and that was the end of the list. Right. Yeah. right. Well, so. I mean, I was surprised by I'm always surprised when there are people who have been on the best list and then, you know, a session passes or two sessions pass and suddenly they're on the worst list. I mean, talk me through Lois Colkorst because I think that was when I all the text messages I was getting yesterday from GOP lobbyists and consultants were that was the big surprise.
2: Uh, you know, Lois the the what it kind of came down to with her is not just the fact that she carried the bathroom bill. Um I mean, you know, if you're from a viewpoint, as as Ross was saying, you know, that alone would do it. But it was when they started off promoting this as a public safety kind of issue, although it wasn't going to apply to all bathrooms. And you could kind of ask yourself, well, if it's a public safety issue and the health and safety code covers all bathrooms where the public congregates, why Why was this one (laughs) not doing it? Uh, which was kind of your first sign that it really wasn't a public safety issue. But when uh, she and Governor Patrick started uh, joining forces with the hardcore religious right, bringing in all the
0: pastors, bringing in all the
2: pastors. And when she concluded her speech on the bill in the Senate and said it was partly an article of faith, that that sort of turned it to this really wasn't about public safety. This is about persecution of a minority group in texas Mm -hmm. so Mm
0: -hmm. Um, well if you are watching on facebook please uh put us in the comments tell us who you thought the biggest surprises were on the best or worst list Um, moving on to the the best list rg you said it was a particular challenge this year to put anybody on it because so little was accomplished
2: (laughs) yeah it was uh this was not a session of uh, big ideas right. <laughs> it was uh you know the uh it wasn't the worst session i'd ever seen but how uh, many
0: sessions have you covered
2: uh, however many going back to nineteen eighty three
0: however many ross has
2: no no he's older than i am <laughs> yeah.
1: he's yeah, much and, uh, much
2: older than yeah, i've <laughs> i've missed one session in that time but um the uh Essentially, you, you know, you had uh, one of the problems was like, okay, you had uh, Huberty, who carried the the big school finance mm-hmm. bill, and so it died in the Senate, um, and that was true of a lot of the legislation this year. That if it originated in the House, it was doomed in the Senate, and if it originated in the Senate, it was doomed in the House. So you had a kind of look for other things where how people were effective and how they were and changing the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was the real challenge this year. And that's partly the reason why I had a, a long list of about 20 people that going into the final weeks of the session, I could have put on either list. You know, God,
0: and had to sort you of know oftentimes,
2: oftentimes the budget people
1: jump onto the list just because they're at the center of the biggest bill in the session. And I guess I kind of half expected to see one or both of those, mm-hmm. Zerwes and Nelson
2: yeah it was uh i held off that decision to the very end and that so those was, guys
0: might have been right. the sh- they, on the short they, list.
2: they might have been they so, you know well because obviously they have the the one must pass bill of the session right and um and it came down to there was really nothing dreadful about this budget and there was really nothing extraordinary about this budget i mean it was uh you know it wasn't like the 2011 budget where they were you know uh throwing teachers under the train. Cut right. kind of
1: education five mm-hmm. billion dollars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Your list seemed you know, best list seemed sort of heavy on people who were either sort of Strauss lieutenants or people who might be considered more moderate Republicans, you know, people like Byron Cook or Sarah Davis, people responsible for preventing, you know, bills that that, that a lot of folks thought were too far to the right from leaving committee. Um, I mean tell me about your rationale about some of those uh,
2: I think there there was sort of a little bit of a favoritism toward people who were more centrist mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, than than hardcore one way or the other. Uh, One of the things, let me just say, you know, in terms of how the list is put together, it's not just me arbitrarily doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm more like a... uh, not a filter, but a uh, uh, something that mushes everything together. Because I, I interviewed <laughs> that uh, definition of journalism. Yeah, right? mushing, <laughs> mushing everything together and explaining it down right. to the lowest common denominator. Um, the uh, uh, I interviewed a lot of lobbyists for this. I interviewed a lot of legislators, and I interviewed a lot of uh, uh, reporters who were covering the session to help plant ideas. And it just kind of but one of the things that r- was a real problem was trying to get t- to talk to any senators. Mm. Um, because journalists weren't really
0: allowed to do that much this well, session. Right.
2: Though. And I mean, I got I, Kep, I was not allowed the senators in their pen the whole
1: time. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Well, there were two occasions where I was not allowed to stay in the Senate because there was no seating at the press table. And then even then, if there was, you had to send a slip over to ask to talk to a senator and then would get something back, you know, contact my chief of staff. And it's like, well, you know, I don't really have time to sit around here till nine <laughs> o'clock uh-huh. at night to right. talk to you. Um, and I offered uh, Dan Patrick's office an opportunity to have him sit down and talk to me on background uh, about senators and they didn't respond. So. Um, you know, that was just one of those areas where it became very difficult to do the Senate because, I mean, every lobbyist I talked well, not everyone, but almost every lobbyist I talked to was like, well, just put the entire Senate on the worst <laughs> I
1: was, was going to ask you about sweepers like that. You know, yeah. I've, I heard conversations about, you know, maybe he'll put the whole Senate on, maybe he'll put the Senate Democrats on, maybe he'll put the Freedom Caucus in the House uh, on. <clears throat> Did you think about sticking a whole group in...
2: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it just was, this is best and worst legislators. So, I mean, part of the deal with Matt Schaefer was that, uh, on the best list, was that um, the Freedom Caucus, which has only got formed this year, although it was sort of informal in the last couple of sessions, was always uh, a lot more about anarchy than uh, strategy. And this year with the formation of the Freedom Caucus, they, by the end of the session, were sort of the, the unofficial whip of the hardcore Republicans in the right. House mm-hmm. and right. motivating, you know, votes on amendments and s- such that uh, while, like, the actual Republican Caucus was trying to calm things down, they were, you know, forcing votes so so,
0: but you put so there were folks from the freedom caucus who were on the worst list but but the head of the freedom caucus himself you thought was an effective legislator
2: well one of
0: the 10 most effective legislators
2: this is there's two two aspects of that one you're talking about the, the sweep group if the freedom caucus as a caucus is effective um it's sort of like you know if you're going to say a team is good, who who do you, do you and you're not going to name the team? Who's their MVP? Who's or or who's the captain of the right. team? And Schaefer was the chairman of the Freedom right. Caucus, mm-hmm. so. That gave him a leg up for getting on the best list just simply because the Freedom Caucus as a caucus was effective uh, to some degree.
0: He also did manage to get the most divisive amendment of the entire he legislative did. session passed.
2: He did. And you know, from you this gotta remember show his district. Some of your dis- papers, your on papers. On the- he showed, uh, yeah. yeah. Sanctuary and, Cities bill. Uh, if you look at his district, he replaced Leo Berman, who wanted to do away with birthright citizenship. So you know, there's something about uh, uh, Tyler and Smith County that really has it in for immigrants. Um, but uh, think of it this way. In doing that, getting that amendment into that bill, he was rep- obviously representing his constituents. And he passed something that we are going to be talking about and arguing about for months to come. Right. Even if, At least. Even if, you know, it... it very obviously is going to create an atmosphere where there's potential racial profiling and possible uh, and making it impossible for police chiefs to rein
3: in the rogue cop who wants to be an ICE agent. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say, just as a side note, I've been, uh, as the dust has settled on this session, I've been increasingly fascinated by the Freedom Caucus's, I guess, internal decision to make Schaefer their chairman Mm -hmm. and make him the face of that caucus this session. I kind of wonder how things would have gone for them, how they would have been perceived, how effective they would have been, obviously, if there was someone who, who held that that position, that leadership position, besides Schaefer, someone like a, a Sticklin, obviously, is, I think, by most accounts, more dramatic, more of a bomb thrower.
0: On uh, the worst list.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> right. it changes If you look at the,
2: uh, the leadership team of the Freedom Caucus, uh, the three members who uh, made the worst list are not among the right. Freedom Caucus's yeah. <laughs> leadership. Right, leaders. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You right. know, uh, Sticklin, Rinaldi, and Brisco Kane made the list for personal bad behavior. Right.
0: Would Rinaldi, Rinaldi wouldn't have been anywhere near your worst list if not for the end of the session.
2: He only got on there on the last day.
0: And yeah. you didn't stick anybody else involved in that kerfuffle
2: on the worst list. The reason for that was, um, the, he started it. He started it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, the protesters had a right to protest. He, he, Rinaldi had yeah, a right to call ICE. ice. <laughs> yeah. But when he went over to the uh, Latino Democrats and, you know, waved his nanny, phone around, nanny, boo-boo. nanny, nanny boo, boo, I called ICE. Right. right. You know, he instigated the fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's why. Also, if you go back and watch the entire uh, news conference, uh, Poncho apologized for his mm-hmm. role. Um he didn't apologize for his position, but he apologized for having kind of gone over the top himself. And I don't believe I may have missed it, but I don't believe Rinaldi has ever apologized for his role in that mm-hmm. fight.
0: The other um the other name on the best list that I got the most um urgent text messages about yesterday was Chris Patty. A lot of people surprised that Chris Patty made the cut. Was that surprising to either of you?
1: You know, I thought you know it was interesting, you know, the write up on Chris Patty was less about the um what Evan calls the Slimmons amendment. You know, there was a bathroom bill, there was a Simmons amendment that yeah. was a a different version of that that um actually uh, Dan Patrick and some of the bathroom bill proponents sort of liked from Ron Simmons and then there was the watered down Simmons proposal from Patty, the the Slimmons mm-hmm. bill that that Patty carried. Um that got out of the write-up somehow, and, and some of the other stuff did. Um, I thought it was interesting that he was on the list.
2: Yeah, I think the the bathroom bill aspect of that—that that was uh, him being on the speaker's team. Mm-hmm. I think that that final version yeah. emanated from the speaker's office, and so it was more looking at the things that he did uh, on the Uber and Lyft or the ride-sharing bills, and and some of the stuff he passed for his district. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, where was furniture this year? Oh,
2: That's always furniture. My favorite. There's a warehouse somewhere. That is my warehouse.
0: favorite category.
2: Yeah, it was just, um, uh, We didn't have space in the book. It was supposed to go online, and I'm not sure why it's too, it ma- wasn't too much. Too Too many
0: words on Whole Foods in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you because it's not online or in the magazine, if you were choosing furniture or it sounds like maybe you did choose
2: furniture, who's on the list? Lordy, now you're testing my memory. That was written like three weeks ago. Um, I'm going to pass on that one because I'd I'd be... All right, well... We'll we'll keep keep watching the site and see if it shows up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. See if they find the furniture warehouse somewhere.
0: We're curious about it. Um, And so then you have your, obviously, every year you have the Bull of the Brazos and you have um, the, you know, Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. Um, The Bull of the Brazos was Rafael Anchia this year. Um, the Bull of the Brazos, I can never tell if that's like a badge of honor or not.
2: Yes. Yes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's it's both. I mean, it's, it's like someone who, you know, sort of can be on the worst list or the best list. Uh, it's named after uh, a former state senator named Bill Moore, um, who uh, that was his nickname, Bull of the Brazos. And Moore would at one point, you know— uh, wow everyone with his legislative skill and and humanity and then then turn around and do something just so incredibly petty uh that uh, it was just amazing one of moore's favorite quotes was he quoted uh, winston churchill which was if uh, if a young man uh doesn't have a, a heart he's uh, no, if a young man is not liberal, he doesn't have a heart and if uh, if an old man' is not a conservative, he doesn't have a head. Uh, <laughs> and that was Bill Moore. in this case, uh, Rafael was a was a very good leader for the Mexican American legislative caucus he He spoke out against a lot of the uh, immigrant uh, uh, issues with a great deal of passion and a great intellect, making the the case for it. but then on several occasions, Um, he sort of pushed it over the top by essentially either referring to or describing his fellow colleagues as racist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anyone in the world who if you call them a racist the first their first reaction is to say no i'm not and then quit listening to you well i say anyone i mean there are the white supremacists who would take that as a <laughs> badge of honor but the white but,
0: supremacists who nationalists who almost showed up at the capitol yeah on, right,
2: right. yeah yeah and uh but you know for most people that's that's just a conversation ender and uh, i think that's that's why he he ended up he he was very effective and then a couple of times just sort of added to the poisonous atmosphere of the house Mm -hmm. chamber
0: and then was your rookie of the year choice a surprise for anybody representative Well,
3: she served part of the last right uh, that was also sort of an interesting
0: choice because what
3: went into that was there another rookie of the year who you had to
2: no i mean we had there were several um several of uh uh I'm sort of hesitant to name anyone that didn't make the list, but we had, but we want you to, I know there were, uh, (laughs) I I was put it this way. There was a couple of, a couple of democratic women and a Republican man who got a lot of, uh, a lot of people saying, Oh, you ought to pick this person. Um, With, with her, it was the, it was kind of the debate was, well, does this, does she count as a freshman or and that's part of the reason we called her a rookie because she only served uh, a month in the previous right. session right and just had this time around had a lot of very dynamic amendments to legislation passed david's law um the own cyberbullying. right it just showed a, a lot of effectiveness most of the other freshman members a lot of them tried real hard um, but didn't quite Uh, knock it out of the park.
0: Would Victoria Neave have been on your list for Rookie of the Year, if not for that DWI situation?
2: Well, let's just put it this way. Um, the DWI would have occurred after the magazine had gone to the printer, so. <laughs> it's a Got perfect it. time <laughs> to get so, DWI. Yeah. Right. yeah, right. Figure out the printing <laughs> <Right>.
3: deadline.
1: Texas <laughs> monthly. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <And> <laughs> yeah. Somewhere Sorry. at Texas Monthly <laughs> <laughs> comes a sigh of relief. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, RG, for joining sure. us. That's all the time we have this week. If you like listening to the Trib Cast, please do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes. Those readings uh, ratings help us reach more listeners like you. And if you value the Tribune's nonprofit, nonpartisan newsroom, please consider making a donation at support.texastribune.org. Thanks to Shiny Ribs for doing our music. And on behalf of Ross, Patrick, RG, and our producers Todd and Bobby, this is Emily. Thanks for Texas listening. Talking. Texas
3: Talking.
2: Texas Talking. Texas Talking.
1: the old Time Magazine Person of the Year thing, right? Mm -hmm. Hitler, for better or for worse.